When we're overweight, we know implicitly that it's unhealthy. And we also know that the right diet and exercise should help to shift those extra pounds. But what about when we have an unhealthy brain? What can we do for our brain when it's out of shape? Well, there are some simple science-backed changes you can make to your diet and lifestyle which have immense power to change the way your brain operates. So today, I'm gonna walk through the five steps you need to take to nurture and maintain a healthier brain. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 97 of Better Brain, Better You. Hello, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, sharing brain advice for a mentally healthy and happy life. Hey, hope you've had a great week and thanks so much for joining me for today's episode on the diet and lifestyle changes that will get your brain into shape. Taking good care of your brain health in midlife is the number one thing you can do to prevent cognitive decline and dementia later in life. So before we jump into the five habits of a healthy brain, if you'd like to get a better handle on your risk of Alzheimer's and dementia, you can take our free dementia risk test at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash dementia test. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash dementia test. Only takes a few minutes to complete and will give you a risk score for dementia and a free personalized six-step plan to boost your brain health. So simple lifestyle changes have immense power to change the way your brain operates. Diet and lifestyle, both healthy and unhealthy, change the way your brain works. And these changes to your brain alter the way you behave and feel and how you feel and behave actually guides the diet and lifestyle choices that you make. So when you feel unhealthy, you're much more likely to reach for wine rather than water. And when you feel happy and healthy, you're more likely to reach for an apple instead of cake. And brain health science has revealed over the last few decades the five key lifestyle habits that will help you develop and maintain a healthy brain. So the first brain healthy habit is the food you eat. A brain and gut healthy Mediterranean style diet high in vegetables and fruits but low in sugar, salt and processed foods. Of all of the different parts of your body, your brain is the most vulnerable to the damaging effects of a poor diet. The brain cries out for the fuel provided by food like no other part of your body. It's the most metabolically active part of your body, demanding over 20% of your body's total energy haul. So meal after meal, the food you eat are broken down into nutrients, absorbed into the bloodstream and drawn up into your brain. And once they arrive, their job is to replenish depleted storage, trigger the proper cellular reactions, and finally to become themselves part of the fabric of your brain. And research has shown that a Mediterranean-style diet rich in plant-based complex carbohydrates and antioxidants like fruits and vegetables, polyunsaturated fatty acids in fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, trout and anchovies, and the monounsaturated fats from nuts such as almonds, cashews and pistachio nuts is perfectly suited to brain health. And people who follow a Mediterranean-style diet have younger-looking brains, but unlike people who eat a Western diet high in processed foods, salt and sugar show no early brain signs of Alzheimer's disease and are much less likely to ever go on to experience mental decline and dementia. So looking after the microbes that live in your gut is also important for your brain health. Your gut is home to trillions of bacteria and other microorganisms that make up what's called your microbiome. That's an environment which has a big influence over your brain. Your gut bacteria help you to digest food manage your metabolism and produce essential vitamins for your brain health, 
including keeping your brain young and preventing mental decline later in life. And to keep your gut healthy, you should try and eat a varied diet, fiber-rich foods like beans, peas, oats, bananas, and legumes. And you also want to consume prebiotics, that's non-digestible carbohydrates like garlic, onions, and artichokes, because these act as a fertilizer for growing good bacteria in your gut. Probiotics are also really important for your gut health. So these live bacteria help you to replenish your microbiome's good bacteria. And probiotics can be obtained from from eating fermented and cultured foods, including dairy like full-fat yogurt and kefir and fermented vegetables like sauerkraut and kimchi. By far and above, the brain-healthiest drink is water. Drinking two litres of water a day is research proven to maintain the proper percentage of bodily fluids in your body and brain and improve your reactions and mental ability by up to 30%. Reducing your caloric intake can boost your mental capacity, reduce brain aging and promote longevity. There's a large body of really good science that has shown that stressing your brain by restricting calories within reason pushes brain cells to grow stronger and more resilient, protecting you against dementia. So a second brain healthy lifestyle habit is an active lifestyle that incorporates regular movement into your daily routine. So exercise is a safeguard against future dementia, but also invigorates your abilities to think, reason and remember in the here and now. So we now know that different types of physical exercise can slow down brain shrinkage, improve mental function and even prevent the onset of mental decline later in life. And recent breakthroughs have shown that even people carrying the genetic mutations that are associated with Alzheimer's disease can lower their risk of ever developing the disease by engaging in the right type of physical activity. So aerobic exercise, that's the kind that makes your heart beat faster, enhances blood flow and circulation, pumping more oxygen and nutrients to the brain. It's this enhanced blood flow that makes you feel clear-headed after exercise, while working its magic behind the scenes, stopping your arteries getting clogged up. At the same time, Aerobic exercise stimulates the release of brain chemicals that promote the growth of new brain cells and connections and also act as a first aid kit for any brain cells in need of repair. So thanks to aerobic exercise, your brain gets a constant supply of new brain cells, increased plasticity and connectivity, improving your ability to make and retain memories. So resistance training The use of weights to build and preserve muscle has also been shown to positively affect brain function. So you might think that lifting weights is just for people trying to achieve the perfect physique. But actually, this form of exercise also has huge benefits for your brain. The positive effects of resistance training includes improved connectivity between brain cells, increased levels of the brain chemicals that promote the growth of brain cells, improved short-term and long-term memory, better blood flow to the brain, long after you stopped exercising and decreased inflammation after long periods of high or low intensity resistance training. And the benefits of any kind of exercise for your brain massively increase if it involves and challenges multiple brain systems in complex multimodal ways, creating stronger connections and more resilience. So everything we know about the brain suggests that sports with more complex movements like tennis, gymnastics or yoga provide more protection against mental decline. So the ultimate goal here is to find something that keeps you active, challenges your brain and makes you happier in the process. So our third brain healthy habit 
is stress management in the form of mindfulness and meditation, time spent in nature and the support of strong communities. So the demands placed, placed on us in the modern world create a perfect storm for stress and brain shrinkage. When these demands persist, you're in a constant state of stress. Not all stress is bad. We need a bit of stress in our lives to drive us forward. But unrelenting, uncontrolled stress puts our body in autonomic overdrive and subsequently increases a stress hormone called cortisol. And when cortisol is elevated for long periods, it shrinks the hippocampus. That's the brain area responsible for your memory and learning, increasing your risk for Alzheimer's disease. So uncontrolled stress can trigger a cascade of chemical reactions that disrupt cells and blood vessels and cause inflammation of the brain. So when we experience significant stress, we're less able to process our emotions or access coping strategies. And as a result, we quickly become exhausted, overwhelmed and unable to sustain healthy behaviours. Our sleep is disturbed. We tend to crave sugary, fatty food and fatigue keeps us from exercising. So what can you do to manage and minimise the brain damage effects of stress. Well, meditating is actually a great way to ease the frantic state of mind many of us find ourselves in. Taking a brain break, relearning how to slow down and look inward by using meditation is a really good practice for forcing yourself to slow down and take time for you. And there are a growing collection of research studies demonstrating the benefits of meditation for brain function and stress reduction. So how does meditation benefit your brain? Well, some of the most important work has shown that meditation can reduce brain shrinkage and change the configuration of brain pathways. With regular practice, you can cultivate a more resilient brain that contributes a greater sense of well-being, helps to maintain your brain health, alleviates uncontrolled mental stress and promotes healthy, sustained focus. So the fourth habit of a healthy brain is regular and restorative sleep with good management of medication, foods and lifestyles that adversely affect your sleep. We now really understand the brain benefits of sleep like we never have before. Sleep sets the destiny of your brain, affects how much you eat, how fast your metabolism is, whether you become overweight or thin and whether you can fight off infection. So if you're constantly missing out on your seven to eight hours every night, you're increasing your risk of dementia. Sleep deprivation is shrinking the memory centers in your brain, accumulating the toxic proteins that are killing brain cells and blocking your ability to lay down new memories, all of which are significantly increasing your chances of chronic memory loss and Alzheimer's disease. So deep sleep or slow wave sleep rewires your brain while you sleep. New information you've learned that day is integrated with old stored memories rewiring the connections in your brain. And chronic sleep deprivation interferes with this process, impairing your learning and your ability to form and lay down long-term memories. And when you're in deep, slow-wave sleep, the, brain, the brain's deep cleaning team go to work cleaning up all of the metabolic rubbish and debris left by brain processing during that day. So amongst other metabolic waste, the two toxic proteins associated with Alzheimer's disease are washed away by this overnight deep clean, stopping them accumulating and killing your brain cells. So the more sleep you lose each night, the more these brain cell killing proteins are building up, night after night, year after year. So not getting enough sleep across your adult life will significantly increase your chances of memory loss and Alzheimer's disease. So what can you do to ensure you're consistently get a good night's sleep? 
But the most important thing you can do to sleep better is to tune your circadian rhythm, that's the biological clock inside your brain, to a regular sleep schedule. So try and maintain a regular sleep routine. Go to bed and wake up at the same time each day, even on the weekends and holidays. If you go to bed and wake up at consistently the same time, light enters your eyes and activates your circadian rhythm in a consistent fashion, and your brain then knows what to do and when to do it, helping you to get consistently good quality sleep. At the start of the day, try and get out into natural daylight. Natural light keeps your circadian rhythm on a healthy, regular sleep-wake cycle. So try and let in the light first thing in the morning and get out of your home or workplace for a sunbreak during the day. And as part of a nightly wind-down routine, turn down the lights, avoid looking at your computer, smartphone or TV screen in the last hour before bed and keep phones and other digital devices out of the bedroom. The blue light on those screens turns off melatonin which is the hormone the brain produces to make you feel drowsy and initiate sleep. So you should also try and keep the temperature cool in your bedroom. About 65 degrees Fahrenheit, 18 degrees centigrade, your core temperature needs to drop by about two to three degrees to initiate sleep. So our fifth and final brain healthy habit is doing complex activities that challenge and engage your brain's diverse capacities along with meaningful social interactions in your life. So your brain is unique. During your childhood, your brain developed by growing billions of brain cells, connecting them up to each other through trillions of pathways, refining this network as you grew, leaving you with the brain structure you'll have for the rest of your life. This is what we call your brain reserve, the scaffolding that remains inside your head after brain development is complete. Cognitive reserve, on the other hand, is the extra connectivity and capacity you can add into your brain as you develop throughout life. This capacity is determined by how much you challenge your brain, how much information you take in, all the trauma in your life, risk, adventure, joy, and knowledge you have experienced over your lifetime. Cognitive reserve is essentially the integrity of the brain and is a result of how you live your life. Brain reserve is determined early on, but cognitive reserve is within your control and can be expanded even later in life. Why this matters for your brain health is because of this mind-blowing fact. All people in midlife have at least some of the brain disease associated with Alzheimer's, brain shrinkage or beta amyloid, but only some of those people will go on to experience mental decline and dementia. So why is this? Because cognitive reserve affords the brain tremendous protection in the form of extra redundant brain pathways to access the same information. There are tens of thousands of different brain connections between brain cells, which allow you to access the same memory, facts or idea via many different bridges and pathways. You need these extra redundant structures so you can cope with the disease of normal aging. Say when one bridge to a childhood memory is destroyed by a trauma due to diet high in saturated fat or blocked by a toxic amyloid protein. If your brain has sufficient reserve, sufficient extra capacity, you can endure all of this disease and still access the memory because it's connected thousands of different ways. So how do you build cognitive reserve? By far the best way to build cognitive reserve is to engage in new, complex, personalized activities that directly strengthen the bridges and pathways between different parts of your brain that govern different functions. So each specified brain region governs a specific type of thinking and each network processes information, gives it a name and meaning and then integrates it into existing memories 
And some of the most important functions controlled by specialised brain regions and networks are attention and concentration, emotions and emotional processing, problem solving and planning, language processing, motor speed and coordination, verbal learning and memory, and visual learning and memory. So let's take music, which is a perfect example of a complex activity that engages different parts of your brain. Playing the piano requires your brain to coordinate its efforts across many modalities, motor skills, pressing the right keys, visuospatial skills, moving your body and reading music, attention to the timing of the music, mood, the way in which you respond to the music, executive function, following multiple steps in a complex sequence, and language, how to transform notes on a page into sound. So another kind of complex cognition is social interaction. Human beings are designed for social interaction. All the evidence suggests that isolation is really bad for human health and loneliness can actually be a killer. The mortality rate in recently bereaved people is much higher because of loneliness and reduced social, social interaction. And studies have shown that loneliness is so damaging to your health that it's equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So social engagement and interaction are associated with a reduced risk of dementia and research has shown that people who are lonely have double the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease and people who are married or have extensive social networks are at reduced risk of mental decline. So how social you are turns out to be one of the most reliable determinants of your brain health. Complex social activities, that's those that require you to be truly engaged and participatory, are most protective for your brain. These activities are purpose-driven and involve active conversation, complete attention and often complex cognitive behaviour as well. They define who you are. It might take time and effort on your part, but the rewards are massive for your brain health. So social behaviour, especially complex social behaviour, works on many levels to increase cognitive reserve. Social interactions require complex communication skills that involve different brain functions, face recognition, memory, focus, attention, auditory skills, and language skills as well. It generates emotions that are important for motivation and finding meaning in your life. So multi-domain activities provide the best way of building significant cognitive reserve and protecting your brain against mental decline. So there you have it, the five steps to a healthier brain. You really can live your life to the advantage of your brain by how you eat, move, manage stress, sleep, and challenge your brain. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you'd like to discover your risk of memory problems and Alzheimer's and dementia, you can take our free dementia risk test at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash dementia test. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash dementia test. So thanks so much for tuning in today. Here is to your brain health and well-being and I will look forward to seeing you next time.